Happy 2024, all. I'm Sarah, your host of What's on Your Plate podcast. Thank you for coming back to another episode, another year in this space. I appreciate you more than I could ever describe. I took a little extra time over the last month to just find some stillness, some calm amongst the chaos. I hope you did too. Reminding myself that what matters most is the way I feel about the things I'm doing, how I'm spending my time, and how I'm leaning into my purpose. It's an ongoing reflection and one that needs constant attention. Today's episode and guest seemed like a perfect fit for the very first episode of 2024 and that she is helping us get back to remembering the importance of the very thing that makes our lives possible, our breath. Have you actually thought about that much lately? Breathing? You should. Because it's a fundamental, foundational part of all we are meant to do in our lives. Take a deep breath and listen in. This one is golden. So welcome back, everybody. I am here today with Jenny Shea-Fitz. Jenny is a life and breathwork coach focused on working with sports families who are consumed with athletics and the stress and strain that go along with it. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited uh, to have you in this space with me because I feel like so much goes untalked about in this particular area that you have so much insight on, and I'm excited to just shine light on all the areas that we're not in regards to sports and how they're affecting us and our kids and our families. Yeah. Tell me about (laughs) how you found yourself in this space and, and how it started. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because I didn't really expect to find myself in this space. I'll be honest. I'm not a sports mom. I, yeah, I'm just not. And that's, I guess, the the funny, the ironic part of it is I live amongst a lot of sports moms. I'm in a very sports-heavy community. And my kids play sports on a rec level, on a high school team level, but we're not super go-getters. We're not doing the club thing, the tournaments, the showcases. My kids are not getting college scholarships. So we're not all in there, but I love sports. I love watching sports. If anyone ever had an extra ticket to the Super Bowl, I'd be all in. I would love to go to Wimbledon. That's, that's my jam. So I really appreciate what athletes do to to get to that elite level and I really appreciate what moms do and dads but being a mom I am more compassionate to the burden of of a mom of a working mom of a stretched thin um loving just tired stressed mom who takes on 
everything and tries to do it all while not having or feeling like she can do much for herself without guilt. So I found myself in a life coaching certification course during the pandemic, which is an entirely other uh, storyline, um, which, I, which I joke is kind of act nine of my life. And that led to breathwork certification. And as I was, you know, niching down, as they say, and finding where I wanted to put my energy, I want to serve moms because I connect to moms, midlife moms, mm -hmm. and loving sports the way I do and looking around my community, which is not where I need to serve because we live in a virtual world, I see this strained group of people who don't ask for help, but need it. Okay, I don't I don't want to interrupt you, but I just need yeah. to let you know that I feel so seen. <laughs> <laughs> and and no, I need a breath. So so yes, go for it. Yep. I mean, truly, though, this is um, speaking directly to so much of what I feel inside of myself in regards to what you're talking about, which is the moms that are overextended, stretched thin, tired, and not taking care of themselves. You've just described who I am. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. And I'm sorry. And but I'm so, so thankful that there's <laughs> you who are now seeing this side of it all. Yeah. and are doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a shame that it's taken this long. I feel like all amazing things take far too long to come mm. forth. You know, anything yeah. that is really needed, it seems like it just takes longer than is ideal, but I'm glad it's here now and I'm glad that you are shedding light on all of this, as I've said, and really putting a focus on just the many layers. It's not just like, you know, uh, suiting up your kid in their uniform and sending them off to game day and you're sitting in the bleachers cheering them on and everybody goes home happy and cheery and fulfilled, right? There's so many different pockets of things in between all of that. Right. And, and showing a Tide commercial where mom is so excited to be watching the uniform. Right. Like it's just <laughs> the joy of her life to, to, right. to wash another, you know, uniform after practice, because that's yeah. what we have so much time to do. And it's like, in one sense, it is one of her most joyful things because it's one of the things that is necessary to allow her child to that her child loves so she finds joy in her child's joy right but at the same time all of those things piled on top of her or the parents um then Other. sucks their joy right yeah. it's just truth I mean it's not a popular truth but I feel like it's truth I mean it has to get done yes and it's it's what's needed to be done so that dear son can 
go play the game. But mom has plenty of other things that have to get done. And the list Mm -hmm. is never ending. And, you know, for mom to sit on the couch and binge watch Ozark comes at such a cost and she gets side eye from every other member of the family, including the dog, because there are quote, so many other things she should be doing. And why isn't dinner made? Because she was sitting on the couch drooling over Jason Bateman. Like, why is that? Why is that not okay? Why can't we call dominoes? Why is that wrong? Because she shouldn't have been wasting away the afternoon on the couch. If other members of the family had been doing that, it would have been okay. But because she did it and other things didn't get done, you know, there's just, you live in my house. (laughs) Right. There, there, why aren't there, you know, there's every house should have a poster, you know, with these things written on it. Well, the cultural conditioning is no joke and it's so deep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what makes it unacceptable is what the world has told and shown us that mom's place is. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only difference now is that moms aren't necessarily wearing aprons. I'm just wiping my dirty hands on my sweatshirt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not wearing heels in the kitchen. I'm wearing Crocs. Right. Right. So. I mean, I love that you're keeping this conversation real. It is, um, again, I just feel like you are just speaking the truth of, I mean, most moms I know for sure. And uh, that resting, that guilt of resting. I think Glennon Doyle said it best when she said, um, stop resting at me kind of thing. Or um, people are resting at me. Everybody else can do it but her. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's just... Because you you mentioned, you know, the conditioning and, and the these, this is generational mm-hmm. and it's in, it's in our blood, it's in the DNA. So we feel programmed to behave this way. Mm-hmm. And so to say, you know, flip a switch and, and just change, many women feel just can't, I can't do that. I just can't, I just don't know how to do that. So if I tell, if I tell you, or if I tell a client, just, you know, just try out to, you know, today or tomorrow sitting on the couch and watching a show and don't feel guilty about not folding laundry while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Most women will get the shakes and feel like I, but, but the to-do list is just growing or I should be doing something else while I'm you know, okay, I can get watching the show, but there's other things I should be doing, like the folding or chopping vegetables or, you know, the other things. So that's where, that's where the somatic techniques like breath work come in because it it takes retraining, reprogramming those, uh, you know, neural pathways. It, it's not a, it's not a flip switch. It's not like I woke up one day and said, um, I'm going to behave differently. I'm going to flip the script and and go, 
you know, renegade and be a different mom. No, these, these, these things do take time, but they can, we can change. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, if there's any shoulds that need to be introduced, that's the should. We should right. make these changes for our well-being. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then having the rest of the people that are around you in your home know and support that mission. Yeah. Yeah. Is another layer too of knowing that everybody needs to feel that wellness in the house. Yeah. I mean, when mom's resting state is stressed, mm -hmm. that's not good. That's, that's, you know, when, when your short fuse is snappy and grouchy and, and so now you're, you're arguing with everyone and you're bitter and resentful. Well, what does the household look like? Mm -hmm. So now if the family meeting is okay, well, this is what it's, this is how changes are going to look. And this is why, mm -hmm. well, I think it's easier for everyone to get on board with that. Well, yeah, because I mean, I would say with pretty much full uncertainty that every mom that has ever been um, described as the mean mom or the crabby mom or the short-tempered mom is a mom that is just so overextended and so lacking in her own well-being that she just is, is tapped out totally. And she doesn't even know anything else other than just relentless forward motion of getting through the day um, for the benefit of everybody else, not herself. So yeah, it's like the yeah. notion that there's no bad kid, you know, it's just something is wrong that they can't verbalize or describe, you know, you have to figure out what that is. Um, so yeah, it's uh, an epidemic, mm. <laughs> I feel. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, breath work come into play with with what we're talking about. So it is. It, well, I mean, you could look at it as a method of self care. Mm -hmm. It is. It's it's a modality. So if you if you look at what do you do to 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 bring in a sense of of well-being do you go to the gym do you do yoga do you meditate what do you do to feel calm to me that's that's how i would categorize breath work it could also be described as a healing modality so if you're working with past trauma you know if you have stuff to work through um um you know past big t little t you know if you've got depression anxiety if you've got stuff in your history that you want to specific things that you want to work through um if you've just got chronic stuff um, that you're that you're wanting to um, manage, all of that can be done through this modality. 
So it's a practice, again, like yoga, like fitness, like nutrition, like having a sleep hygiene routine. Um, so you can, uh, you know, I would prefer that people hire me and work with me. Um, and then obviously like, like, again, like working with a fitness trainer or, um, you know, I, I would liken it best to that, that when you work with a fitness trainer, you're going to keep up better with your routine than if you go rogue. Um, but you know, you work with your trainer and then you in between do your routines on yourself or you can, you know, do pockets of, so working with, let's say working with me, I would guide you through uh, a session. And then when you have these breath work, with this breath work knowledge, then you have the information, you have the tools that when you're in stressful situations, or let's say you just want to go to bed in a relaxed state, or you're, like I said, you're in a stressful situation like, um, I don't know, traffic or a grocery line that's really chaotic, uh, carpool, you're waiting, waiting at carpool, and you're just feeling, uh, I, I tell people a lot when you're in the garage before or the driveway, you know, in your car before entering your house, and you know that's going to be a really stressful experience, you can use breath work in that minute or two to settle your nervous system because you have that tool. You can implement that for your system before entering your household. So a session could be 15, 30, 45, 60 minutes. It's all up to you. It's led by the client. You know, it's intention-based. And it's all choreographed with music, tempo. And it could be something to settle you. It could be something to energize you. It's really all based on what your system needs. And it's it, it's moving stuck energy in your body, but it's, you're not talking. Me, the facilitator, I'm talking, I'm guiding you, but you're just breathing. Mm -hmm. You're breathing, you're, you're focused on your breath and you just get into this deep state of consciousness where you're not even, you're not even really aware of what's going on, sort of like you just, it's your body is just doing and you're so the whole point is to get out of your chaotic mind and you're just in your body at that point and just sort of coming back to yourself yeah and and things just happen that you're it's like you're no longer controlling you're no longer driving the bus anymore and it's it's you just let go finally and you don't have to you don't have to do anything that's the nice part you just you just be you just breathe that sounds incredibly peaceful <laughs> yeah how 
is this being applied to our young athletes and families that are supporting them? What are some of the things and some of the areas where this is necessary for kids in sports and families with kids in sports? So especially elite athletes who are dealing with pressure, pressure to achieve, perform on the field, on the court, but also socially, academically, they've got pressure coming at them from every possible angle. You know, their coaches, their parents, their friends, they might even have an outside job. Like they are just feeling the pressure from everywhere. And being teenagers, most of them don't know how to express themselves. Breathwork allows them to, 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 to again, move that, that stuck energy, that pressure without having to say anything. So if they're feeling that anxiety, let, let's say, because that's what will most of them are experiencing. It's not so much the depression feeling, but it's that stress anxiety. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to, they, they don't want to talk to a therapist. They don't want to speak about it because they're, they're, it's hard to articulate. Mm-hmm. So breath work is a modality that allows that, that frustration to break apart, to process without having to talk about it. But the the tricky part is most people, most people walking around don't know about breath work. So they don't know that this is an option for them and they're and their teen athlete. So that's that's just the hard part is is bringing this, to the awareness. Um, well, I think now is a great time to talk about how you're doing that with your <laughs> um, upcoming platform, Sideline Sisters podcast launches January 3rd, which I'm yeah. really excited to listen to these conversations with people um, affected by all this and how, how you're bringing light to their particular situations. Yeah, well, I mean, the podcast is is very um, light ish. It's uh, conversations with with all kinds of people, just about different aspects of sports. So it could be athletes, it could be coaches, um, super fans, sports moms. Um, but yes, it is an opportunity for me to bring up. The topic of breath work. So hopefully that will help raise awareness and bring bring to light, like you said, this this modality to people who otherwise would not have known because it is the the stress amongst teen athletes is it's prevalent. It is it's massive. And it it's just, you know, it's, it's getting worse and worse as teens feel the burden of getting the scholarship or, you know, going further. They, they feel 
responsible for making it big. And I think, you know, we all know the statistics that the likelihood is slim, you know, and then there's, you know, the, the possibility of injury. And so breathwork really does offer the, so much in terms of, I mentioned the stress and anxiety, but also it helps um, when someone is returning to the game after an injury, a lot of times they're feeling that PTSD of how do I get back out there? I don't want to re-injure or I'm having flashbacks of, you know, the scene of the scene of the injury, the scene of the crime and breath work can help alleviate some of that or yeah. all of that. But, um, or, you know, if there's, uh, um, what do you call it? If, if there's friction amongst players or coaches or dynamics, any kind of negative dynamics, it can help with that. You know, the feelings of um, I'm not getting played or, you know, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, it just, it can, it can really help with any of those, just any emotion that you want to work on confidence, inferiority, anything that a teen would feel. That's why I said earlier, intention-based. You know, I want to feel like a champion. I want to feel like a winner. I want to feel um, like I'm an amazing player. That's where you bring that intention to the session. And, you know, I want to feel like when I step out on that court, you know, I'm amazing. Okay, mm -hmm. we bring that to the session. I think this is um, what comes to mind when you're talking about this. It's a great example of uh, learning how to take control of your own energy when you know you can't control other people's. I feel like a lot of the reason that this is even a thing and that people even need this is because of obviously what society is telling them that they should be doing or could be doing what coaches and parents and just the world um, is communicating to them in regards to expectations that they should be meeting or what they should be living up to or who should they should be um, comparing themselves to. All of those types of things that work their way into our mindset cause us to even start having this anxiety and to feel the strain of these pressures um, and those are all things that, I mean, that would be amazing if everybody in the world could just line up and do all the breathwork sessions and find the calm within themselves, right? right. To not even communicate that energy. Uh, but until that happens, helping people to remind themselves that the power is within them and not something that they should be seeking from the outside of themselves is a powerful part of breathwork, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you've said something before about a lot of what contributes to anxiety is just the way we identify with it. Yeah, so for sure. You want to talk about that a little bit? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So many people just in general walk around with the I am statements. We've become a society of I am anxious. I am stressed. I am angry. And 
we need to learn to separate from the identifying as I am anxious. It's we've we've come to own those feelings. And if when we can separate and say, I am, you know, feeling anxiety. I am feeling angry today. And when we when we what that intention allows us to do is bring in a feeling of I want to feel joy. I want to feel calm. And so instead of owning when we when we when we feel when we take on this anxiety persona, it's it's like we don't allow anything else to enter our bubble. We've become we've become it. And so we walk around in this this suit, this suit of anxiety, and it's impenetrable. And, and so that's, that becomes our interaction with everyone. And so breathwork allows us to break that, break up all of that, that it's, it's like Drano. I think of it as like Drano for our system that when we breathe these patterns, pouring in and breaking up all of this negativity so that we can allow in that beautiful intention of, okay, now we can allow in calm. Mm -hmm. So that, yes, we, we, we have those anxiety feelings. And, and maybe now that we're, we're headed into state championships. Sure. That's going to bring up sensations of anxiety. That that's, that's a big game. And we can allow that to be there. And how do we handle that? Okay. We know breath patterns to work through that. We know how to approach this situation because we have tools. Okay. We've done visualizations for this. We have tools in our toolbox, but we don't have to own this whole persona of now I'm, I am anxiety. So I need to throw up and I need to stop eating and I need to curl into the fetal position and rage and not, you know, not speak to people for days. Right. We have tools. Right. And there's space for both the anxiety that ultimately does come along with um, feelings of wanting to perform well, right? But there's space for that amongst the calm. Yeah, it, duality exists. Right. Right. So, we, we, you know, I picture a scale in, in you know, like the scales of justice. I, I kind of picture that in my, in the middle of my body. We have to balance that. So, okay, so those feelings of anxiety are there and I want to bring in that sense of calm. Okay, so there's that mm -hmm. anxiety, feelings of anxiety 
and I want to bring in that sense of calm. So what am I feeling? I'm feeling anxiety. What is that like? I need to, I need to, I need to sit with that and acknowledge that in my body because when I do breath work, I first, before I start my breath work session, I need to acknowledge what's there. I need to be familiar with my body. So when I work with a client, we have to get in touch with our body. We have to, we have to know our bodies. Some when we operate, most of us are so out of touch with our bodies. Think of how many times, Sarah, that you go through the day skipping meals. Uh, you go hours without going to the bathroom because you're just busy. And you realize, oh my God, I, I haven't peed all day. I haven't had a snack all day. I haven't had a glass of water all day. That's not because you didn't need to do any of those things. It's because you hustled through it. Okay, so we are out of touch with our bodies. So when I'm working with a client, we need to first get in touch with our bodies. Okay, so then that duality. So we acknowledge the sensations of anxiety. What does that feel like? Okay, I'm starting to feel some butterflies in my body. Oh, I don't really like that. Maybe I'm starting to sweat. Okay, what does that feel like? I, I'm getting a little jittery. I don't really like that, but it's there. I'm acknowledging it. I'm allowing it to be there. Okay, now I want to bring in that sense of calm. How do I do that? Well, we've worked on tools. We've worked on tools together. How do we do that? Well, we can bring in some breath work. Okay, we drop the shoulders. Okay, we, we've done some visualization work. What's your, what's your, uh, you know, happy place? Uh, you know, the quote, happy place. We've, we've done some work on that. Let's do that. Let's find that. Let's get rooted. Okay, we can ground it. Let's, let's, you know, do that together where, you know, we've practiced that together. You know, these are things that we've now done together, working together. So these are things, okay, now we're starting to, we still feel anxiety. We still have those sensations that's still there. It's not like it disappears because we've got that state championship game coming. But are we starting to feel a little calmer? Are we recognizing a calmer sensation of those butterflies going away a little bit? Okay, so we're th that duality is coming in. We can recognize the anxiety. We can also start to feel a little calmer. It's that the anxiety is dissipating. That's That's how we, we can connect with our bodies and do this work together and and just give ourselves grace and not shut down fall apart because so many of us when we when we own that anxiety and become an anxious person we just flip out it's all we live in such an all or nothing society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not even just um flipping out about it, but then we blame it on it too. Mm. Uh something comes to mind um with I standing amongst a crowd of people and overheard somebody say something about um this uh this is not good for my anxiety. So my mm. anxiety. Yeah. Um, instead of saying this is not 
good for the anxiety, right? You know, right. Exchanging the word my for the, like re- releasing that identifying factor of it. Totally. Then it was also just uh, a, an awareness of the blame. Yeah. That yeah. You are this because you're identifying with the anxiety as being almost like a third arm or something. It's like an extension of you. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, being able to come back into our bodies and to really just take notice and stop just adapting and compensating for just that hustle. Like you said, the hustle and the grind of just all the things, whether you're a kid running to practices and to class and to extracurriculars and your job maybe, or you're the mom that's highly overextended and, you know, can't even remember to drink a glass of water during the day. Um, We've done such an amazingly tragic job of compensating that it's just become detrimental to well-being on all scales, young and old alike. Yeah. But with the work that you're doing with the breath work, reminded that muscle memory is a thing and it is relevant to breath work as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it is cumulative. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that you are helping people find themselves again. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You're reminding them that they're humans. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. reminding them to get back to that humaning that is really having nothing to do with all of the checklists and all of the appointments and all of the agendas of our days, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just something that we've, you know, uh, artificially cultivated as a world, but it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with actual humaning. But what you're doing is pulling us back to that. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, you really, you just try to look around and say, really, what, what actually matters? With the anxiety and the pressures where they are with everybody. I mean, something obviously isn't right. Something needs to be done differently. Yeah. 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 I mean, something does need to be done differently and it can start with just breathing yeah getting back to like just the fundamental part of ourselves that is our breath I can't remember who said it but um your breath is the one and only thing that will without question be with you always, no matter what. <laughs> right. And we ignore it. Right. Right. That's We're a good not one. even aware of it. It is. That is true. We are not aware of it and to a fault. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we neglect the most basic parts of us and we don't acknowledge it until we're given, you know, a, a tragic, you know, pronouncement of of fate. And then it's, Oh, I should do something about this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for many areas of our lives. And I'm sure you and I are guilty of it in other ways too. You know, anything from, um, you know, not 
taking care of our sleep patterns and not eating well and exactly you know, not exercising how we should. And, you know, we pay more attention when something starts to suffer as a result of that. I've said it before in regards to the fitness realm of things is it is far easier to stay in shape than it is to get into shape. Um, yes. But so often we don't pay attention until we actually need to get into shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, how did I let this happen? How would you, um, how would you suggest that people incorporate breath work just into their lives? I mean, I love it that we're utilizing it address actual issues and problems in a more way, but how do we, how do we pull it into our everyday? So it just becomes a practice of our wellness. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said before, sure. I would love for people to call me and, yes. and book sessions, but on a day-to-day, it's so easy, Sarah. So I'll give you, I'll give you some simple, simple things to do. And this, you know, you could, you could, um, okay. So for the listeners, think of your most stressful moments, and this is going to vary person to person. Um, but depending on, you know, if you're moms, if you have kids, but for most people, as I had said, you're, if you've got a point in the day where you are getting out of your car and entering your house, that point where you know it's going to be chaotic, um, or or you know you have stuff to do. So even if there's no one there, but you know you're entering your house and you're you have a list of things to do, that would be a, that's a transition point. I would say, sit in your car, turn the car off. Before you get out of your car, take one to two minutes and drop your shoulders, close your eyes, relax your face, soften your belly, relax your whole body, release the tension and inhale to exhale. And you're going to do that one to the next, one to the next, one to the next intentionally. So your exhale can either be a blow or a sigh. So either like candles or with your mouth open, like a, like a sigh, but one to the next, one to the next, your choice of speed depth, intensity. Do that for one to two minutes with the intention of stress relief, bringing in a sense of calm, bringing in a sense of joy, whatever positive sensation you would like to have entering your house. That would be one sense of breath work. Another would be when you lie down to go to sleep, I would take that same breath pattern, but I would slow it down. 
Okay, that inhale to exhale. Slow and deep. I would do that 30 to 60 seconds with the intention of having a peaceful night's rest and maybe thinking about how you would like to wake up the next morning. I'd like to start my day with joy, with clarity, with confidence, with gratitude. Again, something positive, but maybe that'll depend on how something you need to do the next day. Um, never anything with a not, like not angry, not uh, disappointed, not sad. Don't do that. Um, now, starting the day with some energy, that's going to be a different breath pattern. If you want to wake up with some energy, I would mm, do that lying down. You can do it lying down or sitting up. I like to do all through the mouth. And this would be short. This is going to be just maybe like um, 10, 20 seconds just with the mouth. This is going to feel a little bit like a crunch, like an ab crunch. This is just focus on exhale. So focus on blowing out. You're going to just focus on the exhale. The inhale is just going to be kind of a byproduct. You're going to feel it as a belly snap. And you're gonna, it's gonna be kind of quick. That's that's a little bit energizing. And you can think of that as like, I wanna start my day. I'm gonna be energized. I feel, I feel a little pep in my step. Let's do this, kind of like an LFG energy. But that's just kind of a quick 10, 20 seconds. Okay. That, that, that's kind of some ways to to bring in little pops of breath work. Yeah, I think that that is really good in way of somebody starting to incorporate this for sure. Yeah. Um, it's like anything else. Like if you start lifting weights, probably don't lift 50 pounds right away, right? right? Um, but when you start small and can build up to those longer sessions that people can reach out to you for, um, it gives them just a glimpse of, wow, that is really making me feel better. That feels really good. How can I dig deeper into that breath work? But honestly, anytime you're feeling stressed, whether someone cut you off in traffic or you're in a really long line at the store that you wish were moving faster, take a deep breath, period. Mm -hmm. Just take a deep breath. That in and of itself is common. So just do that anytime you're feeling frustrated. Like you just just start with that even before anything else. What I really love about this so much, I keep coming back to the thought in my mind of that everything 99.9% of what we need for our well-being is already in us. We just haven't been using it, right? Mm, right. Um, and I love that about breath work. Like if you can just pause long enough to remind yourself 
that you can breathe <laughs> and you can breathe in a way that is cleansing and calming and a reset, a rejuvenation of your energy. Yeah. Like that can like make the difference in your entire day, ultimately your entire life. If you're using this out of using it as a practice, right? Yeah. I mean, I posted a reel on Instagram recently. So, you know, here we are a little bit before Christmas and I said, you know, number one tip for not being a jerk at the holidays toward, toward people is pause and take a breath before you open your mouth. Mm -hmm. Like that is my best tip for not being mean. I, I use different language, more colorful language, but for not being mean to people is right. pause before you open your mouth. Mm -hmm. If you just were to pause and take a breath before you speak what's really on your mind, you might not say what's on your mind. And then you might avoid massive conflict and the, you know, um, what transpires beyond that. And then imagine, imagine that. Imagine that world. Imagine if everybody just took a deep breath today. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. What a better world we would live in. Mm. Yep. Jenny, collect, yeah. Jenny, tell Collective our listeners breath. just what you what you want them to most walk away with today. What do we want to leave our listeners thinking about and connecting with? What I want people to know is that this is breath work is a an amazing transformational modality it truly makes a difference and it is worth trying it i, I come from a not hippy dippy woo background like my parents are your your basic your basic east coast family like i you know grew up in massachusetts and was not exposed to meditation and yoga and anything of that um alternative lifestyle so for me to promote breath work means something. You know, I did not grow up with tofu. I eat tofu now, uh, as we both know. Side note, Jenny's vegan. So extra <laughs> layer of awesome. Right. I didn't grow up with any of this. <laughs> um, so this is real. This works. And it is so don't knock it till you try it. It is so worth, if you have any sense of stress in your life and who doesn't, why would you not try anything and everything to relieve it? Mm -hmm. Isn't your well-being worth that? Aren't you worth that? Aren't your kids worth that? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that the fact that you have evolved so far away from that typical cookie cutter type of upbringing that you described, it's just a testament of just the depth of growth that you have achieved because ultimately growth is just, um, you know, being willing and able to have your mind changed, right? Yes. So you have evolved your mind so yeah. much over the years that um, you, you've grown exponentially into who you are and what you're offering to the world now. And it's just really cool. It's really cool to see. Thank you. You're That's welcome. As I was trying to say, you know, just not as eloquently. I think you said all the things perfectly today. And this has been um, just an amazing conversation. I can't wait to share it. It's just so necessary as is your work and as are you. So thank you again for just taking the time to be in this space with me today. Tell us how we can find you and how we can stay connected. Thank you. So my website is gentle coaching with a J for Jenny. And my Instagram is the same, gentle coaching with a J. And on the gentle coaching website offers page, so gentle coaching slash offers, there's a bunch of freebies. So there's a couple of um, free breathwork sessions that people can try out. And Sideline Sisters, the podcast is launching. So that's, Yay! I don't know, probably available. Um, I mean, it's, it's up on all the platforms, so it's there. Go, go subscribe. And there's also a sideline sisters, Facebook group for all the sports fans out there who want to stay in the conversation and have some fun. That's awesome. And yes, for our listeners, please do go subscribe follow and share, um, leave reviews and rate the episodes once they're available. That is the best thing that you can do to help sustain the spaces for podcasts is to do all those things. So please definitely do that for Sideline Sisters. Um, And yeah, just stay connected, stay in touch and absolutely reach out to Jenny for that more in-depth breath work. I think it's going to change you for the better. Thank you for sharing this space with me today. Oh, Sarah, you're the best. Thank you. This one was really impactful to me. It seems so simple, yet breathing and doing it intentionally is arguably the most powerful tool we all have to navigate life with a little more calm, awareness, and peace. Yet so many of us forget to just pause and do so. Thank you for sharing your time with Jenny and I today. I hope your 2024 starts with the intention to break up the anxieties you feel and the action to actually put those intentions into motion. Get connected with Jenny at gentlecoaching.com and seek her guidance in helping you along the way. All ways to stay connected to Jenny as well as myself are in the show notes. 
Please support both Sideline Sisters and What's on Your Plate podcasts by rating, leaving reviews, and most importantly, sharing the episodes. We couldn't do this without you. We can't be in this space without your support. Remember, just breathe. In times of stress, when nothing and no one else seems to be there for you, your breath will never fail you. See you next time.